Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. Under pressure. Oh, what are you singing? Vanilla ice. Ice, ice baby. Queen, dude. Already sampled, he sampled uh, under yeah. pressure, didn't he? Yeah, he tried to pretend he didn't. He said it was uh, there was like a. All extra, right, stop. Okay, collaborate and listen. listen. Ice is back with a brand new. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know the words. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and compare myself to a pound of bacon, which he does in that song at one point. Does he really? Yes, like a pound of bacon. What, how how is that in Tim? Anyways, we're here to talk about pressure today. What it I'm is not to, Robert Van Winkle. No. <laughs> Isn't that his name? <laughs> What's your real name? Robert Van Winkle. Why did you change another rhymes with Winkle? Pump, pump, pump. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, a <laughs> weird Al. Oh, no, Jim, no, Jim Carrey. Carrey did it yeah. on it, right? <laughs> on what? In Living Color? Yeah. Gosh, that show was good. This is not what we were talking no. about today. <laughs> it just went in a different direction there. Maybe well, we'll welcome to the Infants Kids <laughs> podcast where you never know what you're going to get. That's what, that's what Richard Thornton's singing about in the yeah. opening song. I don't know what we're in for. Um, we, you know, that would be fun. I, that would be another good, fun podcast to do one day. Just, you know, some of those classic tunes. And this we could go on and on on Robert Van Winkle. Uh, but we're talking about pressure. Yeah, uh, what it is and and how to manage it and uh, when it's good, sometimes it's good, right? They say pressure uh, is causes diamonds, but you don't you leave coal, it unchecked. Coal, coal's under pressure turn to diamonds. Is that what it is? Yes. I'm no geologist. Well, that's what that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I could go direction there. I'm not going to. So the thing about pressure uh, right out of the gate is that. I think some people think it's innately bad and some people think it's innately good, right? You can't accomplish mm -hmm. great things unless you apply the right pressure. And that's when they say, well, it takes pressure to make diamonds, right? But if mm -hmm. it goes unchecked, that's when they say, well, pressure breaks, breaks pipes, right? So right. you gotta, it, it's a thing that we find ourselves always trying to just dance that line and, and, and use it in the right way yeah. and make sure it's not breaking you down. And, and you're, this is, let's be, I'm going to be very transparent. This is, your your topic. You're the one who yeah. wanted to talk about this, and it always makes me wonder if there's something you got to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just so this is coming off of some something that just happened that I felt pressure in this this happening, and that was and it's as stupid as it is. It's the it was the Olympics. The we you me you Tango and, and Zedef. We got together, had a little friendly competition, playing some Minecraft mini games. Mm -hmm. And last time around, you know, I did quite well. I got first place, and so coming back in, I'm like, okay, can I repeat that performance? And and I realized like during it, it's all just fun and games. But mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I'm actually putting pressure on myself to to do well, to try to come in first again. Like I'm getting ultra competitive, and 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 I was like, is this pressure? So the, at the end of the day, I was like is that pressure that I was like feeling and putting on myself during that competition, even though it's not really, uh, is that good for me or bad for me? Was, did that help me perform or did it, or did I actually do worse? And then I was like, how does that relate to life in general? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because no matter how we slice it, like every one of us at some point in our lives and probably this very moment is under some sort of pressure. Yeah we're we're under pressure right now to make this podcast something that is enjoyable for people to listen to mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's always a little bit of pressure involved in almost every aspect of our life 
And so, and that got me thinking like, when is it good? And when is it bad? Because like you said, it could make diamonds or could bust pipes. Yep. Right. Uh, and so I thought like, maybe we could just kind of psychoanalyze a little bit of the different things that have happened in our lives or are currently happening that, that pressure is involved in and, and see if we can figure out what's good and what's bad. I'd like it. I like it. And I, and like anything else, um, it's all relative. Right. And mm -hmm. there's, there's things in life where a high degree of pressure is warranted, like air traffic controller or, a, a, like a fighter jet pilot. Like, you know what I mean? Like the real stuff where all the pressure is in the world and it makes perfect sense. And then there's self-inflicted pseudo pressure, which is the pressure you put on yourself to get first place. You have this, you have this, uh, I mean, stigma is not the right word, but you win a lot and it's great. It's great. It's great to win a lot. You know what I mean? No, but I do. I like it. You do. You, it, <laughs> most, most people like to win. Let's just call it what it is. Winning feels good, mm -hmm. right? But because you win as often as you do, um, you look at it as a form of uh, an expectation that if you don't win, you seem to think the populace is going to say, you know, he's slipping. This is a decline. Maybe he was a fake the whole time. Like you're, these things are going through your head. Yeah. When in reality, you really just need to be like, who, who cares? Who gives a crap? And the reason I feel confident in my ability to say it is because when I was younger, I'm talking about like even probably before you and I met, that was my thing too. It mm -hmm. was to always win. And, and, it, and it always, it stuck with me, but we've talked about this before to where I had to win to feel normal, right? And when I didn't, it was just, it was just really bad. And when mm -hmm. I did, it was, I didn't feel good. I just felt back to normal. But I dropped that baggage a long time ago. It's not, it's not like I don't like to win. You know what I mean? Winning feels good. But when I don't, boy, it does not consume me the way it, it used to. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, but I, I haven't shaken the whole pressure to not be horrendous at stuff. I don't like that, you know, which is why the first um, Olympics we did, I was so bad. That's what bothered me. It wasn't last place. It was that I couldn't even make a showing. I got last place this last time. You would have thought I won. I felt so good afterwards because I did <laughs> so much better. You know, yeah. that's all I cared about. Yeah, all that was better. too is a shift of perspective on it too, right? Like you, the perspective is like, it wasn't about winning or losing. It was about just being competitive. Yes. And this time you felt like a winner because you were competitive. That's right. It was just like your perspective wasn't about the placing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you got second place, I'm not saying it would have haunted you, but it would have, you would not have liked that because you're, I was doing everything I could on the last event to make sure there was no way I was going to come in second. See, I don't did, even know what that means. What is that? Was did, like you, so the last thing was like this, like all out battle royale, punching mm -hmm. people off the Island thing. I played it ultra safe because I knew all I had to do is at least let one or two people go out first and I would secure oh, the see, win. So you did the math. To, so yeah. So I, was, so, so I was calculating the yeah. situation to make sure. And I'm like, okay, so Tango is, Tango is the next, my next threat. You know, he's next in the point standing, you know? So I just got to make sure I outlast him at least a couple of the rounds and then I will secure the victory. Yeah. And I, so I was okay. like, like the whole time just playing it, it out to win because i was putting that pressure on myself <laughs> like i have to win again you know like i'm ultra competitive is, so that's part of it too uh, you know it's not just about me putting pressure on myself it's about just the way i am but uh it's, was, which is not i was calculated it's, it's not that's just a fun little thing i'm like it's not a bad thing dude it's not as bad as i'm not it, it, trying to make it sound super bad it ha it does have the potential to be unhealthy when on when left unchecked or mm -hmm. whatever and and there's been times where like when your first place is being threatened by whatever means you start to, um, you start to try to play a psychological game. You'll start to try to get in other people's heads and try to throw their game off. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, winning's good, but gosh, that's got to be an exhausting experience right there. Now, maybe if I was fighting for first, maybe I would have done the math too. I have no idea. But it is making more sense now because I took Tango out. And I remember I took him out and you're all, that's good for me. <laughs> How's that good for you? So I, I know, like, you there were, you go. You were, I was calculating. You were yeah. locked into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was like, uh, beautiful minds. You know, I had my chalkboard up. I was doing all the math, the calculations at every equation on the board. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> I had it all figured out. Okay. If Zeta falls and then Tango falls, I got it locked up. Okay. And then I can just go kill skis and feel good. Yeah. You know? See, but this is all, this is fake pressure. It's, yeah. you're feeling it. It's real. You're, it, 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 it's real in the sense that you're feeling it, mm -hmm. but it's a joke. It's a joke, right? Because yeah, in the grand I, scheme of things, at the end of the day, if I got last place, like who whatever, it, 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 it changes it nothing. The reason it affected me so bad in the first one is because I felt terrible for the creators of the games. Cause I'm like, I wasted their time. That was the only thing that was bothering me. I was like, they should have picked somebody else. I, everybody's like, yeah, we should have gotten somebody else. I don't think anybody thought that, but I, I thought you should have, because mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, it was that bad. That's why I felt so good this time. Right. So I just, I, you know, I was, they did such great work on that and I just felt bad. So it was a fun event. Well, let's, let's plug it real quick. I mean, it was amazing. We event. got stream replays of, of the event on our, so this our is Z patron server. Yeah. And they are geniuses. They made mini games mini inside of Minecraft that were competitive. Tons of mini And there's so many like different styles oh. and super creative. And big, beautiful builds for some of yeah. them. And I, I, they just do such an amazing job that I was, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the fact that I'm asked to come do this is an honor. So when I didn't show up, if you will, the first time I physically show, showed up, but when I didn't show up because I was so bad, I was like, I, it was like I spit in their face. Like, mm. they must be thinking, does he care at all? I'm like, I actually really do. I want to like, I want to do well. Winning would be great. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? But I would like to do well. Yeah. So that's what that pressure was. But what talk about with me now, the, the pressures you feel elsewhere. Well, uh, you know, obviously being in the creator space is a ton of pressure, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think... Uh, Azuma recently has been talking a lot about his mental mental health as a creator and how he was beginning to feel like he was on the the never ending content treadmill to where he just felt like the the treadmill just never stops you know what I mean you're just you're always just going and going and going and and it's treadmill so you're not actually going anywhere mm -hmm. you know what I mean but you can't stop cuz you go flying off the treadmill mm -hmm. you know so you feel that pressure to keep going and for me, it's, it's, I think I had a safety net for a long time after I quote unquote, we became a, a full-time content creator. I was still part-time at, at a, a very good job that if I, if at any point in time, I was like, this content creation thing's not going the way I was hoping for. Can I just come back full-time? I could have, right? So mm -hmm. it was a very big safety net and I was still getting great health benefits and all that stuff. And, um, that went away it finally came to an end and it came to an end in a way that was favorable for me as well and it was time i kind of hung in there for a year longer than i'd planned on uh but then when it happened it was like that realization came over me that there's no longer that safety net if i don't make something out of this career now uh i don't know what i'm going to do you know and so this fear just came over me and i think it led to me maybe making some some kind of, I don't know, crazy decisions. I don't know if crazy is the word, but 
as a content, like now I realize, okay, all my eggs have to go into this content creation basket. I have to do well because now I have this pressure because now it's, it is my livelihood. It is how I put food on the table, keep a roof over my family's head and, and all that pay all the bills. So I put this extreme pressure on myself to, to just, all right, what can I do next? What can I, what can I make? What can I do to make my channel grow? Do I need to do YouTube shorts? They're pushing shorts now. I got to do shorts. Okay. Let me do that. Okay. I don't have time for this. Let me, let me hire an editor to help me to, to do all these extra things I want to do to make sure that I continue to grow. Okay. Five YouTube channels enough. You know what I mean? Like a video a day. Is that good enough? Is that going to keep the, keep the views in to keep, you know, food on the table. And I put all this pressure on myself to the point to where, uh, I just realized I can't do it. I'm like exhausted. You know what I mean? And I'm like, suddenly, suddenly all the stuff Azuma was talking about the content treadmill is like, I know what he's talking about. It's just a never ending thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you, uh, you hit me up. Gosh, what was it? A couple days ago. And I think I said like, I have this and then this and then this and then this and I don't have time for this. I'm stressing about this. This is going to be late. I wanted to get this out on this date. Now I'm not going to be able to do that. Now I got to work seven days this week. My wife's not going to be happy about that because I'm not going to have any time for. And I just like put all this pressure on myself to get all these things done so that I can continue to 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 thrive Mm -hmm. in this space because I don't honestly know what I'm going to do if I don't. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, That to me, to me, that's real. The, in my opinion, that's real pressure because it's you know, the, your favorite people in the world is is who you're you're doing all this for, and and it's who you need to continue to do all this for. So to me, that's that's real pressure. Um, let me just set your mind at ease a little bit, if I could, and then we'll move on. If if everything goes south for whatever reason, and I'm not, I, I don't I don't think it's going to obviously, but it it happens it happens all the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it happens to a list actors where they accidentally were caught saying one thing wrong, making a joke and their life's over. Like, it's like, whatever, this is where the world's at. I don't know what to do about that anymore, but they, uh, they, you know, and, and they, it's, it's very bad in those moments. Right. But specifically for you impulse, if it does, if that's a big F, I don't think it will, I will tell you, you are going to be just fine because you have, uh, first of all, you've accumulated a great deal of transferable skills in this and I'm not even talking about the content creation world. Could, could you get a job in that world somewhere? Yeah, probably if you wanted to. But you could also get a job in the editing world if you wanted to. You could definitely get a job in the project management world if you wanted to because of uh, all the transferable skills that you've picked up on this journey. And then there's also the fact that you go back to what you used to do because you're, even if you're behind, you're probably a little bit behind in that world, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that the programming world has a tendency to evolve and arguably quickly, but so does your mind. So if you needed to, you would be just fine. Mm-hmm. So that's, you have not, you have, your pressure is justified at the end of the day, wake up relaxed because you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you got, you found the courage to ditch the safety net and now you're here. And I'm not saying that the the stress is not warranted. I would be, I would be worried too. I, that's scary. It's a scary yeah. thing, but uh, at the end of the day, you, most people would still be okay. You will definitely be okay. Like you, you don't have to worry about it, I but I, but I'm, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want, but I'm not trying to trivialize your yeah. emotion on that. I, that's, I'm not saying, no, I don't feel that way. I'm just saying that. I think that, well, no, another, another aspect is, uh, I'm in a place now to where I'm doing what I want to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Living the dream. I can, I can wake up every day and say, I'm living the dream. You're living the dream. I get to go all day. My work another air quotes my work is to go have fun i get to play video games and make 
content that people are going to enjoy and, and hopefully get laughs out of and hopefully take them away from uh, whatever their pressures are. Yeah. You know, I get to provide an alternate reality for them to escape to. Uh, and I love it. I'm 10 years, you know, 10 years. And, and of course, it was at first juggling it, losing sleep to do it, which meant that I had a passion about it, you know, to, to sacrifice what I sacrificed. And now I'm not making as many sacrifices. It's just what I do. I get to wake up and and go to go to make awesome content, you yeah. know, and enjoy doing it. So like now I'm hanging on to that like my Genki. I do not want to give it up, you know. I'm, I'm gonna just fight tooth and nail to keep it. Yeah. And it, and if I could if I can continue to thrive with it, grow even bigger, um, then great. But you know, I just I don't want to go the other direction. Mm-hmm. And some things were happening, you know, like it, it, there's ebbs and flows in this space you know we're to where um the views were going down and at the same time uh the ad revenue was going down and everything was starting to look like oh gosh okay so i literally just like quit my other job and now at the same time all the arrows went from up green arrows to down red arrows yeah you know what i mean it's got to be scary and yeah it was it was very frightening and and when i see those things i have the tendency to overreact you know uh, and, and to, to say, okay, well, I must not be doing enough or must not be doing good enough stuff, you know, and I put extra pressure on myself to produce even more or higher quality or, or whatever, or start pushing merch more or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I, I probably need to step back. I get a little ahead of myself when it comes to like getting with you and being like, listen, I'm a little bit worried about you or whatever. It's very very not very frequently that I have to do that, but there's times in, in the past, um, I'd say month and a half, I'd say I've, it's been like, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to him right now. Other than I just kind of want to, I just want to sit you down last, m- last six weeks and be like, whatever's going on. It's, you got to relax, you have mm-hmm. to relax. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're already doing everything you can and that's as much as you can do. So I don't know. You just you just been a little bit more on edge. Well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh and, yeah. yeah. I've been wound pretty darn tight. I mm-hmm. know it. I know it. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> it, it, I've, 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 it's come out. You know, in those little spurts. I think uh, something happened the other day that I I caught, and it was like we were streaming, and what did I say? Exploring is fun. Buy the merch or something like that. You kind of gave me you gave me a little jab. <laughs> I think you gave me a little no, jab. About, you gave me the jab. I first. gave you the jab first yeah. about no man. You you gotta gotta sell your, your merch, man. Yeah. You gotta get be salesman. No, not what you said. What you said was I'll teach you one day, skiz. Like young grasshopper. And I'm yeah. like no no no. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I was like we're I'll, not doing. I'll that. teach you how to be a professional content creator. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Like, yeah. you didn't say those words. But no, that's what that was that, the. That was you're the right. Message. That was the that was the the under underlining yeah. tone of that. And then, and then you gave me flack back and I was like, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. I came right back at you because it was like, and we got to, we, we, that's one thing you're going to always notice. And that's one of the reasons we're such good friends is because I'm, I'm going to dish it back if I think it's better for you. I'm going to do yeah. it every time. Yeah. Well, that's what's, that's what works out for us is because, you know, with our friendship, I have so much respect for, for you and, and that a lot of people, I think when you dished it back would then get more defensive or or whatever and for me it just hit me as like i should be embarrassed that was stupid you know what i mean (laughs) like and 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 he he is a good enough friend to let me know that i was being stupid and he knew that i could take it you know because we've got such a such a strong friendship and so i was like after that i was like 
I'm going to reflect on that a little bit. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were streaming or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to like, like that moment's passed. Let me put that in my back pocket and then, and then think about it a little bit more. And so now here I am in, on the podcast telling you I did. And uh, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You, like, yeah, I didn't know you did. I didn't know you because I, I, I kind of forgot about it until you just started talking about it. Um, I just, I mean, it was just such a brief moment, but whatever. It was fine. It's a, it, it, it was, it was like, exactly what you were saying is like all these little things, you know, and that was me. That was me. Like, again, the only reason I mentioned like merch and stuff was because I feel this pressure to like, make sure I'm still, still doing the right things as a content mm-hmm. creator. And, and apparently, you know, selling merch is one of them. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the way I go about it, it was, it was a bit tongue in cheek, but at the same time there there's, you know, like they always say, there's like a little bit of seriousness behind every joke or whatever. And yeah. so that was there as well. But anyway, uh, yeah, in that moment I did actually appreciate you kind of, kind of like, uh, give me a little smack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who can apparently, but that that's, but that's the pressure. A lot of the pressures that you feel are real. And this is a version of pressure kind of being a little bit of both. It's the pressure is what keeps you going and keeps you doing your thing. But it's also that, that th- this, the, the thing that if you don't listen to me, dude, it's you're, you're going to end up back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking on a lot. You're spreading yourself really, really thin. Have really we told thin. that story? Huh? Yes. On a, on a past about my, my past anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what podcast it was, but we did talk about that. Okay. It was many, many years ago that yeah. this happened. But you just you did your thing where you took on too much and you spread yourself so thin and and that's that's not that's not good. Like right. you 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 do this. Uh, well, you do you put a lot of pressure on yourself to come through, but the problem is your goalpost for come through is always moving, mm-hmm. and that's not that's I, I, it's not as bleak as I'm making it sound. This is what keeps you in the right direction. Unfortunately, it's also keeps you in constant turmoil mm-hmm. and. It's also the reason why I don't like wearing heart rate monitors on streams because I'm so wound tight that my heart rate, resting heart rate is always high, whether we're playing Phasmophobia or not. (laughs) Your your heart rate was high in our pre-stream. And I remember you were like embarrassed. You're like, what's wrong with my heart rate, dude? I'm like, well, you hear yourself right now. I got to buy a new heart rate monitor. This one's one's obviously broken. I didn't get a new heart. Uh, yeah that was yeah but that but that's what i'm saying is that i don't know i i don't i think we i think we all put pressure on ourselves everybody listening uh and and it's just in very different levels i I, to me i've i've got pressure like everybody else but my pressure is a joke compared to some people you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it really is and and that's like i i mean i think about the pressure of like a surgeon think of a pressure of of a, a psychiatrist who's got a really on edge patient that could go either way like that yeah. that type of pressure a pilot you know my buddy's a pilot a good friend of mine is a pilot an accomplished pilot like flies a plane not with him and his buddy with you know 50 people in the back or however many people are on that plane and i think about it all the time i'm like how and this is a guy that has been in a plane crash yeah you know what i mean he uh, was and he lived through it and he, you know and, yeah. and it was a traumatic experience experience as you can imagine but here he is a, an accomplished pilot that's actual pressure. I think about the pressure I have at work and it's like, I, I can't even feel, I, I, I don't even feel it anymore. The only pressure I feel at work anymore is, is to just kind of live up to whatever reputation is hovering around me. The feedback I'm getting from my management is that everybody puts me in very high regard and that feels good. 
every like the 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 three sixty feedback is that they the, the leadership that you demonstrate is not unnoticed and, and it's just so good for the organization and that makes me feel good. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, I, these guys, everybody I'm leading, these are my air quotes, is so much more competent than me. It's laughable. What is happening? Like this, there should be nobody. So now, how do I live your up judgment to this? of of competency though is different? Like you, it is. you're looking at skill sets. Like the, this developer is really good. This program manager, well, your program manager. The, you know, th these people have specific, uh, this person knows how to program a network switch. I couldn't possibly figure that out. So I'm not smart. It's yeah. not the case. Uh, your skill sets are different. It's you know? different. It's different, but it's still one of those very specific things. set of skill sets. <laughs> I know. I know. That make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll tell you, but I say, so that to me, none of that's real pressure either. It's just fake work pressure. And I just want to do well. Yeah. But I mean, fake work. I mean, there's the pressure at the end of the day to provide for your family. And if you yes, don't that's perform right. at work, then you could, I mean, uh, layoffs happen. Right. We've survived a couple of them and, yeah. and, uh, but you never know you never when know. it's going to be You're your right. turn. You're right. And, and then what, right. You mm -hmm. know, so like you put all this pressure on yourself to, to do well at work, to, to, to make sure you're not going to be the next one that gets cut, but there is no guarantee. There's no guarantee. And there's no, and that, that's the thing. That's what's so funny about this whole thing is that you, first of all, you're hundred percent correct that there is always going to be that degree of pressure there that if layoffs come, because this is just the world we live in. It's a, it, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a roller coaster and we have to be at peace with that. If that day comes, that's, that's going to suck. Right. But where I lightened up in that world was many, many years ago when our business did go through a series of layoffs and they laid off, in my opinion, probably like the, the, a person who I would say was in the top 100. Now keep in mind there's hundred thousand people that work at this company. I would put him in the top 100 for most valuable people because not only was he good at what he did, everybody around him was just such a better version of themselves, everybody around him. And it was like, it was like, he was like, he was the nucleus. And if you were in his vicinity, you were just awesome. That's what he did. And they got rid of him. And when that happened, I'm like, okay, well, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So now, now it means nothing to me. Now, if I end up getting laid off, I'm not going to take it personally at all because they don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. in that particular case. And people make mistakes. I get it. But wow. All you had to do was talk to maybe two people and they would have said, you do not want to do this. You know, <laughs> this, it was like one of the, and, and that day I just lightened up, but so it, I, you know, I was like, well, there's only so much I can control, but I'll tell you my, I would say my biggest pressure point in my life is trying to get my, my, my wife and I in a state, a financial state that's got like some real longevity. And mm -hmm. because when you have my condition, you don't know what's coming. Right. right. I, I've had it before where I just, everything was fine. I woke up and I couldn't move because of you know, the MS. And then you and then you start to think like, Oh, what if this is it? What yeah, if, what if right. I, what if I can't operate a keyboard and mouse anymore? Yes. What if I, you know, what if I can't do any of that? What if yeah. I can't stand up anymore? I mean, it's, and I feel great. Believe me, I feel very, very lucky. I I'm very, very fortunate because I feel great. Like 99.9% .9 of the time. Uh, but at that point one, when it shows its head every once in a while, I mean, it took me out of work for a week because I couldn't move. I couldn't get off the couch without almost throwing up. Right. That was a long time ago. That's the vertigo aspect of it but it was only a week and it came back to me. I started to lose my eyesight a couple months ago. That lasted honestly like 20 minutes and it came back to me, right? This stuff happens. And I actually brought this up on a podcast a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, I told everybody, give me grief about this and to go find a neurologist. People were, they followed through like you can't believe. Did I follow through? No, 
I didn't. Uh-oh. I don't understand what's, what's wrong with me. So it's almost like the pressure's so great I can't face it or something. Mm. It's like I think I think I'm in just full on denial that because it, it there's times where when the when it does peak its head or a symptom does come up, the idea of not being able to provide on any level yeah. <laughs> that's when I'm just like that's that is the pressure that apparently broke the pipes because I can't even address it. Yeah, you know, I weird. think you hit on something there though too that like money is is probably one of the biggest pressures that most people I agree have to deal with I agree in their lives right mm-hmm. um and it drives uh, yeah it, it sucks to say it but I mean it drives so much money is just it, you know there's a money's power or whatever it's, it's more than that it's 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 the reason why I stress about what's gonna happen you know a year from now it's the reason you just said you know you're stressing about being able to to provide long term for your family if something happens to you I mean um, paying off debt and, you know, pay, like having facing debt and, and being living paycheck to paycheck. It's been there not knowing if I was going to, you know, pay, be able to pay the mortgage. If mm-hmm. I was going to lose my house, uh, I had, to, I had to go take a job working in a, a place that filled contact lenses for a few months just to make ends meet you know what i mean like what are you talking about yeah during during our, our college days i couldn't i couldn't uh i wasn't making enough money to pay for the mortgage so uh my mom worked for an opto- uh, optometrist mm-hmm. and he knew a place that fills orders for contact lenses and so i had to go in this place and literally just like aisles and aisles of different contact types and and fill orders to put them in boxes and ship them out and I was the, the by far the youngest person in there. Yeah. And it was definitely not a job for someone like me, but um but I did it, you know? Like I was thankful that my mom even found me a job because we were hurting, mm-hmm. you know? And I just remember those days like I just just started off, you know, life with my my wife, you know. And I don't mm-hmm. even think we were married just yet, but we were gonna. And and I remember like, gosh, I this is her first impression of me pretty much is I'm a failure. Like I'm I'm not able to provide you know like the the first time i met my father-in-law she told me he's she's like get ready because my dad's gonna grill you he's gonna grill you he's gonna ask you all sorts of questions because he wants to make sure that i'm gonna be well taken care of so be ready for that and i was i had all the answers (laughs) all the answers don't you worry i i'm great at everything i'm gonna be able to provide the life your daughter deserves and, Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and then i blink and i'm not able to pay the mortgage yeah and I'm taking odd jobs just to get the just to get enough. I mean, we literally uh, her her grandma had like sent us inheritance early, you know, because she wanted to be alive and see her money be used, you know, instead of waiting till she died and then have it get dispersed. So she wanted to give out a little bit of her inheritance inheritance early, and it came at a time to where I was like. Yeah, this is like the like the a crazy timing because like one more day and and we would have been in trouble with our mortgage. Like it, it came to help pay the mortgage, and I just remember like money puts so much pressure on people. Yeah, and you know it, things have turned. You know since then, obviously I'm doing a lot well, more better off now, and it's not as much of a stressor. But I I still remember those days. You know, and I still empathize with with anybody that's going through that kind yeah. of situation because it is rough oh yeah no i've, I've definitely been there. i didn't know you took that job that's an interesting story i it was it's a similar tale i mean i do remember you know in the earlier stages of uh when my wife and i first got married and you know our son was very young and and uh 
I remember go to which one? I think I went to turn on the water and it's off. I'm all, hmm. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? I'm like, I'm working two jobs and the water's off. You know, I remember thinking that being like, okay, well, I'm going to definitely finish college um, and I'm going to get this sorted because I, you know, I, part of my youth was, I understand what it is to not have a, a lot of money. Right. And so I remember being like, I'm going to finish college. I'm going to get this sorted. I want my family to always be comfortable. Like, and that's the pressure I've had. And it took a long time. I mean, even after we graduated, we got that first job at that gig. I had a second job still, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it was like, just, just to make the, the ends meet and everything. And you end up just, sometimes that pressure will drive you, um, to just give more. I remember we would six, I would work 6am to 6pm. And then I worked like seven to 11 at a, at a different job. Right. And that was, I mean, that I was a young kid. So you, you, know, you have a lot more energy back then, but um, the pressure to do that. And, and, and my wife was working too. My wife's never not been working. She's been a teacher for 20 plus years now, whatever. And she still can't just be a teacher. She still takes on extra stuff, coaching, cheerleading, yeah. she, she uh, running that. scoreboard for basketball no, games. She That's She's correct. always doing That's extra right. stuff. She teaches what's called, every once in a while, she'll do what's called six fifths, which is basically your, the prep hour that all teachers get. She'll teach during that. So it's, you know, and, and we're, and we're not in a bad spot. We're in a really very fortunate spot now, but in order for my daughter to do what she does in New York, it's going to take, it's going to take extra. And believe me, we're, I am, I could not even say this enough. I am not complaining. Our lives are great. Our mm -hmm. lives are great. Her lives, my, my wife is, and not to mention, you know, my wife, she's got a battery, like nobody else's <laughs> battery. Nobody. <laughs> I've been very impressed at how she's able to get up in the morning yeah. and get going after some of the late nights that we've had. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say yes. that. Like. Yeah. We'll all hang out and, and, and I'm, and it's crazy. Cause I'll be like, we got to go. Cause you, I start, you start your day way earlier than I do. We got to go. You got to get your sleep. And finally it was like the other day. I'm like, I'm not going to say this to you anymore because you are always fine. You're all like, you're, there's something inhuman about her, but <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But I'll tell you that. See, that's actually kind of another pressure. I feel is that, um, you know, I want to, I do, I always want to be good enough for her. And, and I think it's okay. I don't think I'm good enough for her. And this is not a sob story. This is not a, please give me compliments. I'm not good enough for her. But I think that because I need to think that I want mm. to think that because I don't ever want to take her for granted ever. I am very, very lucky. And I'm not just saying this because sometimes she watches these, but she's really, really beautiful. She always has been. That's not a thing. She's always been beautiful. Um, but uh, now it's like, she's just like her, her fitness kick is like on high alert has been for a while. And she is working out so much and looks so good. And I look like this, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is, that's, that's uh, disrespectful. That is. I, and in fact, I remember, um, we went to premarital counseling just as it was like, a, no, there's nothing wrong, but like you should, I think the church we were getting married at wanted you to do this. It was mm. a long time ago. They just want to make sure we were young and they just, you know, so we went to a premarital counseling session and the lady was just amazing. She really was. And she was very honest and she was straight up like, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep your guys's keep in shape for each other. Like that was her thing. Mm. She's like, and she looks at my wife. She's like, you're very young. You're very fit. She's like, I've seen this story a million times you, that these women get, you just, you get married and you're just, you just get frumpy after that. You just don't care. She's like, that's an insult to the man. And she's like, and same for the men. And I was like, I, I agree wholeheartedly with this. Mm. I really, really do. So now I'm living it to where my wife looks amazing. And I'm like, dude, I am just not getting it done. 
Like I need to get, I need to be better. And does any pressure come from her? Not a lick, not a lick. It's no, but it is, you're right. It is interesting how like back to pressure, like my, it's happening with, with my, my wife too. Like, you know, that whole, like you want it or you kind of want it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, my wife, it clicked for her and she wants it. Good. Uh, she's, she's like, I, I'll be working and I'll come in to like, uh, grab a snack or refill my water or whatever. And she's, she's in the, in, we have like a, a little gym in the house that we've built with a treadmill and a, a machine that does like weights and stuff. And she's like in there working out and, and I'm like, that's a good motivation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like I, I, I go through these waves of like, I'm in it and then I'm not in it. And, and I'm like, I'm current, like currently I'm not in it. Like I'm not getting up and working out like I, like I should be. And then I see her working out and I'm like, I got to do that. I got to do that for her. Cause it's exactly the same, same way you are. I'm like, she, I, I need to, I need to be better for her. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause you know, and she may be, she may be exercising for different reasons, you know, than to, to, to make it please herself pleasable to me or whatever. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like self-deprecating as well. You know, I kind of look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh gosh, I really, I never, I never have like got those pounds back off that I gained during the pandemic, you know, yeah. when I, when I learned how much I love DoorDash and, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, okay, now it's, now it's starting to hit me too, to where I'm feeling pressure to get to her level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like you said, it's not something she's done. Like she's not come to me and said, Hey, you know, you've been out of shape for a few years. You used to remember when you went to CrossFit and you looked pretty good. She hasn't done any of that. She's never right. given me any indication that she's disgusted by me or anything like that. Like everything's fine. Um, but it's a me thing. Like I, I, I want to feel good about myself, you right. know? Yeah. And I'm, and that's, uh, that's, that's a good pressure though. I had a, a buddy of mine that used to say, Hey, if you're going to be obsessed about anything, it might as well be your body. You know, and he, he's looked good his whole life. And I'm like, that's a hmm. unarguably fantastic point. It really is. But, but it, but especially, so for people like you and I, who are busy all day, something's going to have to give. Yeah. It's got to give, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's, that's what makes it weird. So I like, I went, I was, I just basically just start, like I said, I dealt with that. I was training for that half marathon. I hurt my calf. Couldn't, I could barely walk for a while there. And then I started to be able to walk again. And I was excited to go for, you know, for some walks. And so when I was doing it, I was, I was happier. I was feeling healthier. I was moving, mm -hmm. but what gave one of my series gave, you know what I mean? Like my, like one of my, my solos is that that's when I would catch up on that stuff and oh. be able to pump those out. Something's got to give when yeah. you're this full, this is when the pipes about to burst, you know? Yeah. And so that's, it's like, you gotta, you gotta uh, mitigate and you have to, we have to calibrate. It's a better word for this. Mm -hmm. and something's got to move. Something's got to shift. And, and, um, and I just want to, I am okay that I see myself as not good enough for my wife. I definitely think that. And I think that's the way it should be. I, that's, that's just, I, that means I don't take it for granted. Um, and in that pressure, I'm going to allow this to be a good pressure. You know, this is a, yeah. this is a form of when you pressure is almost like, it's almost like walking a dog, you know what I mean? And if you can just get control of it and do it right, it's this wonderful thing that just kind of drives you to be there. But if you don't, it's whipping all over the place. It's just makes it a miserable experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's, wow. That's a great analogy. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I tweeted out, I don't know if you caught this tweet, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Uh, I said, I think I need to do less in order to do more. I did not see that, but that's, I, I dig it. And 
it was one of those, you know, like shower thoughts or whatever to where I was like, I don't know if this is the dumbest thing I've ever said or the smartest thing I've ever said. And so I, I was like, is this, am I being dumb by, by thinking this way? But I sent it out and, and there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, no, this makes perfect sense. Now, the problem is I didn't figure it out afterwards. I knew what needed to be done. Mm -hmm. I need to do less so that what I do do is better. You know what I mean? Is 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 more. It actually ends up being yeah, more. Course, it's got more impact. It's got more value, right? But instead, I've piled so many things on my plate that I'm spending all my time just trying to keep things from falling off instead of actually dealing with what's on the plate. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, yes. And so that's kind of where my head was at with that. Now, okay, great. Made this profound, had this epiphany and this profound thought that this is my problem. What do I do to solve it? Nothing. <laughs> I haven't done less at all. <laughs> at all. I, I sat down the next day. I'm like, okay, that was smart. Let's do this. Let's do less. What can I get rid of? And everything I'm doing, I was like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to give up on that. I like doing that. What am I going to do? Not do the podcast anymore? No. I'm, well, that you, you got to prioritize. I mean? and if yeah, this, exactly. And if, if this was bottom of your list, right? Let, let's then that's a discussion to be had. You have to prioritize. You got to find out what's at the bottom of my list. And yes, yeah, this is another version of you hoarding. This is <laughs> this is what the, your, your hoarding activities at this point, right? And and you're you're basically you're hoarding things that add value to your life. It, it's some you're, you're hoarding activities that you deem add value to your life. Mm -hmm. um, but what has happened is that some of the things that would add a tremendous amount of value to your life are staying parked so that you can keep everything else in motion. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not saying cancel this podcast. I will punch you in the face. We can't cancel this podcast. <laughs> no, it, honestly, if, if it came down to, we could have that discussion because I want you to do what's right for you. It's not coming down to that people. Um, but there's sometimes you got to just, you got to, it's got to give, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, one of my series had to get, it's not done. It's just, it slowed way down. Yeah. You know, I felt actually I should say this, my expectation for the series is what gave. And what I mean by that is that when I do a series, I like to get, um, one to two episodes out a week. That's, that's my goal. And I've done that. I mean, I know countless times I've done it over and over and over again, right? Where I, I stick to that schedule one, maybe two a week or whatever. This was like the first real time when I was just like, I'll be at peace with they'll come out when they come out. You know what I mean? And I love doing them too. I really mm -hmm. love doing them, but something's got to give. And, and, and because I'm starting to lose it, like I'm working all day long in my actual job. And then I'm trying to wrap up as much as I can so I can go ahead and stream. And then if we got a thing that we got to record or if I got to, got to make sure I'm like these, this podcast is a high priority for me. So I really enjoy it. So I got to make sure I'm getting those done on time because our commitment for Fridays is very, very important to me. And it goes and goes and goes. I'm like, something's got to give, it will be my cadence for my solo series because as much as I enjoy it, the ROI on that is, is, is not good. It's, it's very bad. It just so happens I really like doing it. You know what I yeah. mean? I really like doing it, but something something I had to give, so the cadence went. So it's been like three plus weeks. Now I've I've traveled since then, but it's you know it just and you're about to travel again. And yeah, and just <laughs> yet just yesterday actually we finished up the um, uh the the Olympics uh, stream, and I was visiting with my community for a second there, and there, there it was right there. Like when solo skis coming mm -hmm. back and I'm like, yeah, there it is. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, it's coming back. You know what I mean? I'm it, like, I want it back. There's a, there's a pressure right there that we can talk about. So those comments that you get, where's this, where's this series? Um, that leads to some pressure and, and it's not, it's not like, uh, a bad thing. Like, so whoever put that in your chat, like, if no, not at all. Listening, no, like, no, don't feel bad. No, but it was, that, they weren't, they that weren't chastising will, that at all. will innately, 
uh, give you a little bit of of pressure to like feel like oh people and it's and this is where it's good and bad I think like we want to talk about good pressure bad pressure so someone saying where is this you might you probably have, uh, immediately kind of felt a little bit guilty uh, I haven't been able to get to that I had to deprioritize it it's it's not getting done and and I'm letting people down that's why they asked about it but at the same time again as you shift your perspective on it I mean somebody actually cared that, you know what I mean that. like that that person actually was digging what you were doing and they're just like. They want more of it. You know what I mean? Like, good. like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's got to feel good. It you does. Know? It feels 100%. good to be wanted. You know? No, the, and the person who said it, it was not chastising even a little bit. It was, it was exactly what you just said, and it made me feel good. It, yeah. it was like, you know what? People like that show. Like, that's great. I, I that's that's something is a little bit wrong with me because I I know what you're talking about. I hear a lot of content creators talk in that space that you that you feel is pressure from your community to. Um, to give them what they want, fit, give them what they want, yeah. fill their expectations and, and all that. And I, something's just, I don't know. Something's always been wrong with me. It's, it's, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I, you got to remove that word wrong right there because I think that it's, it's very healthy. Your thought on that, because here's, here's my perspective on that, on that kind of stuff that happens. And, and this happens. Uh, I'm just gonna take my most recent example. I put it out a Hermitcraft video where I, uh, didn't build much at all. I didn't go do anything crazy. It was the exact opposite style of video as what Tango just put out where he spent two weeks, 50 hours a week building his, his base. Um, mine was just me hanging out with hermits, playing a new game that we have on the server, trading card game uh, that a lot of people are into. Uh, and the hermits are very addicted to it. We're having a lot of fun with it. And it was a very just easy, easygoing kind of episode. And here I here I've been hearing comments over and over again about how the people just want to see the hermits hanging out again. Mm. Just just we just want to see you guys hang out, have fun, and just and remind us that you're all just friends and just playing a video game together, right? So I'm like, okay, this this should be fine. I should be able to make this episode where it's I'm not getting massive builds done and it's just me hanging out with my friends and playing a game. And I and I put it out and I got some of those comments that was like, oh, this was so much fun just watching you hang out. But then I also got a lot of comments that was like you didn't build a single thing. Boring, you know? And it's like, oh, I can't. I can't give everybody what they want no. because I just pleased some people and and then the other people hated it because they were expecting me to build a giant base like Tango did or whatever. And so your perspective is healthy because for me, I sit there internalizing. Guess what I gravitated to? Oh man, I let down these people that that I they're right. I didn't build a thing. I'm a terrible YouTuber. I didn't hardly put any work into this. All I did is hang out with my friends all week and expect to make content out of it and uh, slap a ExpressVPN ad on it and get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, okay, great. So now am I making crap content? You know, because I chose to do this. I was trying to please people and I didn't. You know, no, I hear you. And that's, you're right. Like maybe it is good that I'm this way. Cause I, I, I just, I don't, I don't care now the, the reason, but the, let me, let me keep your resting heart rate down. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. I need to, uh, th- and I here, let me be clear about this though. I think where it comes from is that if I had a comment that said, you know, all you did was finish camel bubbles, boring or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it was, right. It, it, I can tell you in full, uh, full honesty, it wouldn't, wouldn't bother me in the slightest. It genuinely wouldn't because my confidence that that person has never created anything in their life is very high. <laughs> now I'm not, I'm not bashing people, but I'm being very yeah. honest here. Now, if there's been times where when I do something, um, um, production wise and I miss the mark on whatever you reach out to me and you, you set me straight 
Now, it's a good pressure. I do feel pressure from that one, but it's a good one because I'm like, no, this is a cat who knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Now, this is real. This is a cat who knows what he's talking about. And now it means a lot to me, right? I don't, it's, just, it's, it's like the, it's, I guess it's, you know, I, I, I watched a lot of softball in my life and baseball is the same way when you got somebody up in the stands who's yelling at the ump, that was a strike. Yeah. It's like, yes, your perspective from 75 feet away at a, the wrong angle, you have the better idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like these umpires let it. So my father-in-law used to be an umpire and we've been to, you know, we, this is a big part of our lives. And when he he's seen uh, umpires engage the crowd and he's like, rookie, Every time he sees that happen, he's like, rookie. He's talking about the umpire. He's like, the crowd's just noise. You don't hear anything. Yeah. Like he never, like, and now there is certain, sometimes one person is so disruptive, they're messing it up for everybody. And it's, it, it could entice uh, something different or, or incite rather. That's different. You have to manage that. But there's times where it's like, it's a personal attack against the ump. You can't, my father-in-law, he literally, it's like, it's like his ears can't even hear them because <laughs> he was so trained to just tune it out. Wow. You know what I mean? And I, I guess that's sort of what goes on. With me, and it might, it might be, it could be directly related to for a good portion of my life, I cared a lot about what people thought. Now I just, mm. I just couldn't care less. I just, I couldn't care less. It's, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a mean person. I, I like to be good with people, but that, that level of pressure, not welcome. It's just not welcome. And I have yeah. to, I have this talk with my wife a lot too, because, you know, after all these years, she's such a good teacher. She's such, such a dedicated teacher. And, she has parents that love, I mean, I'm telling you, times have changed, impulse, times have changed. Like, like parents today are not the parents they were back when, you know, we were teaching and stuff. And even back then it started to change because right before that. Oh, it was, we're getting know, old, dude. You just bust out a back in my day. There, this is a back in my day. Oh. I mean, think about, how about this? Talk about drumline. Think about the way we were taught. Yeah, I wouldn't fly today. What it would be on the news today. Yeah, yeah. You know I wouldn't what I'm fly today. No yeah. way. And I'm not saying that it was the right thing to do. What I am saying is right. that there is a, there is an overwhelming sense of entitlement, not just in the youth, but in the parent in the parent world. It is there. And these are and I'm watching, I'm 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 seeing what these people are writing. Now at this time, I'm telling her not to, you know, don't worry about this. They're not teachers, they don't understand this. Anybody who's known you for 10 minutes knows what your dedication to this craft is, but those I can't let go mm. that would because it's my wife. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Now, now it's like, I can't let go of it. Now yeah, it's like, you, get, you go full protective oh, mode. Oh my yeah. I just, Oh, these, some of them. No, I, I, yeah. I'm that way too. It's kind of like, it's kind of like if, uh, if you're in the car with your whole family and somebody cuts you off, mm. you're not mad because they put your life in danger. You're mad because they put your family's that's life right. in danger. You know, it's kind of that right. thing. So you go into full protective mode. I get that. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's crazy is that, that I get actually end up getting overly calm. <laughs> Because I was like, I have to control them and me right mm. now. You know what I mean? So I was like, because what I want to do is not good. There's been one situation. I won't even go into details, but it was a perfect storm of a situation to where, because when I'm by myself and somebody cuts me off and risks my life, I, whatever, it's fine. I'm fine. I don't care. They probably had to poop. They probably had to poop. You got to do that. It's perspective <laughs> podcast coming your way. Um, but if I'm in the fam in the car with, if I'm driving, I'm with my family. Now I've got to, I, it takes, I have to control the car. I'm, I'm not going to react. But there's been one scenario to where I saw that I was following my family in a different car and I saw something something happen that put that car at risk. I did not react well to it. And I will tell you, I didn't put anybody else at risk, but I removed that car from the situation. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Wow. I didn't cause an accident. There Very was specific set of skills. Yeah, I know. It was... It was one of those things where I was like, this is the worst case scenario because now I am, I am as livid as they get. 
and I'm not in control of the car that's got my favorite people in it. Mm. I have a different, this is, this is happening. <laughs> All I did was just get in front of them and pull them way, 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 way off. You know what I mean? Like I pulled them like way off and it's hard to explain, but they knew what I was doing. They knew this car is with that car. Mm. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm fortunate I wasn't dealing with a psycho or whatever, but it was really, really bad up until then. <laughs> How do we get on that? The, the pressure to protect our families. There you go. <sighs> oh man. I mean, so, okay, let's, let's try to, let's try to wrap this one in a bow here. So we're talking about pressures, some good, some bad, right? We, we haven't actually, we've just been talking about different pressures. We haven't really tried to classify when the pressure is, is good for you versus bad for you. Like, all the stuff I was saying, the, the pressure I put on myself to to be successful content creator now that this is uh, putting food on the table. Uh, at the end of the day, that was the mixture of both, I feel, right? Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe uh, making my resting heart rate go up because I'm putting all this pressure on myself. <laughs> but also, it's it's good in the way that I push myself to, to, do, to do great things, yeah. right? So it's hard to classify that. Yeah. Is there any that are cut and dry? Is there any pressures that are cut and dry? Like, I try to, like, even the zits thing, I brought that up. But, like, let me go back to, like, something even more. MCC, right? My first Minecraft championship, right? I was with I was with a group that uh, they wanted to win. My first ever MCC, like, they wanted to win. Uh, well, B-Dubs and I were, like, the new guys. And and the other two people we were with, like, they were, they, they wanted to win. Like, we we felt it right away. And I was like... Oh, okay. I thought I was getting involved with something that was going to be a little more chill, mm -hmm. you know, but it's a competition. It's, it's Minecraft championship. And so I saw that, that one of our members in particular was like, like really sweaty about it. That's, that's the word. I, I learned a lot of words from these kids. Uh, so he was getting really sweaty about it, <laughs> wanted to win uh, really badly. And I immediately felt a ton of pressure to perform. I was like, I, I have to, I don't want to let my team down. I don't like, you know, kind of like what you were saying with, sure. with the way you felt uh, with the the Zed, Olympic, uh, Zed thing. Um, so I, I worked my tail off. I, I like put in so many hours. I mean, there was a Reddit post. It was I didn't know doing what? I don't understand Practicing. That. Practicing. Well, like that's the thing. Like, like the Zed How Olympics. How do you practice Minecraft? Uh, no, well, the Zed Olympics, like the the chant, the stuff is so unique. I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to prepare for this. Like the, the Yeah, the with, with MCC, there was, there's like uh, a server you can get on and practice the events. Oh. Yeah. There's like parkour courses you can oh, go yes. run and practice your parkour. There's a, the PVP arenas that you can practice your PVP in if you get your friends together. There's ace race courses where you can learn to run and jump as fast as you can and all this stuff so you're practicing your minecraft motor skills basically uh in all different aspects and, and that's the great thing about minecraft is like 10 years later and i'm discovering a whole <sighs> new realm of it a yep. whole new genre yep. right and, and it's it's pvp and parkour and mini games and all the stuff and so yeah i was on practicing there was a reddit a reddit post literally keeping track of my practice hours there, there's like people out there keeping track of how long I practiced for. Wow. I don't know how they do it. Like it felt very like big brother. You know, I thought there was cameras in my office or something, but <laughs> it, it was pretty accurate. And at the end of the day, like our team was like light years beyond everybody else in practice hours. Like we just, we just overprepared. So of course, then the day of the event, you know, all that pressure kind of comes to a head, you know, it's like, as soon as the first event started, I was a nervous wreck. I'm pretty sure I was shaking so hard you could see it in my cursor, you know, on, on screen. You could see the shaking. 
And yeah, I was more nervous than I'd ever, like than I'd been in a long time about anything. And the first event, I like crushed it. The very first thing I came in. one? Yeah. Oh. The very first thing I came in second place out of 40 players yeah. in my first ever <laughs> MCC event ever. <laughs> and I was so nervous I was going to throw up. <laughs> Right. I was, I literally was making, I was making jokes about it, but, but it was real. Like I had a bucket under my desk just in case. So I was so nervous. I was going to throw up, but then I performed Yeah, like all those nerves, like made me hyper focus in that moment to where I crushed it. And I got done thinking afterwards, I got to thinking, man, that was a lot of pressure. I was super nervous. Did that actually just make me better? Like did somehow I harness I think the, the energy of that pressure. I think the practice is what did that. Like you, you did, was it the, like you practiced that course? I was able to practice that exact course yeah, it's, for sure. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like the, you would think that being that nervous and, and like saying my, my hands shaking would make sure, me, sure, yeah. would make me perform badly. Yeah. But, uh, it didn't, it, <laughs> I, I crushed it. That's amazing. That's all. See, that's a good, that's see. Okay. That's a good form of pressure because you had other people relying on you. And even though at the end of the day, it's just a game, uh, that's sort of like saying the Super Bowl is just a game. At the end of the day, it is just a game, but mm -hmm. it's a big game. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a, it's a, you, this will actually determine if you ever get to do this again type thing. Like right. there's, there's some, there's more to it than, uh, you know, the other stuff. But I, but I, okay, I'll tell you this. First of all, uh, we've talked about this too. If I ever like were to get the opportunity to do MCC and now knowing this, that you get to practice. Oh man, that is so I, like the, the Z Olympics. Like I said, I was only worried because I just wanted to show up. I didn't practice anything because there was nothing to practice. Mm -hmm. And, and if, but if there was like a, I guess if there was, I don't know. If I, you could have gone on the server and practiced a little yes. fishing, fishing rod stuff. Yeah, whatever. And, like, yeah. I, I like to do well. I really do. But like knowing what you did. So do you remember Okay, because I have a tendency to obsess like you cannot believe. We don't see a lot of this because I've parked it for so many years, right? But there is such a thing like, do you remember the old school Karate Kid game on old school Nintendo? Mm -hmm. Okay. There was a task in there. Uh, I think we've talked about this. There was a task in there where you had to catch the flies with the chopsticks. Mm -hmm. right? I remember that one. Remember that? Yeah. It was fun watching people do that, watching them just go mad, not catching anything, just whipping about. Now they can't catch anything. Well, as a young kid, I worked on it so much. I, and it was, this is old school. It was, there was no random generators. It was just, you could find a pattern. Yeah. Memorizing the yes. pattern. Yeah. Yes. And I don't remember the pattern now, but I, I, I remember getting it done to where I could catch the first fly within the first like 10th of a second. And if I could do that, I could catch the remaining five. I think there were six flies. I don't remember. I could catch them all and I would be done. The timer, the, the timer, you had like 15 to 20 seconds to catch them. And when you caught one, it would pause the game for like about a half a second while it celebrated that catch and then it would kick in again. And that half second or whatever it was, was not being counted on the timer. So when it was done, I would catch all six like this, bing, 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 bing. Like that's how I caught all of them. So I would be done within like under 1.2 seconds. <laughs> and, and when I would do it, my, my friends would be like, what, what? Like, what just happened? You know? And I'm like, but it was cause I worked on it so yeah. much. Um, hearing your story now of doing that flight, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that would have been me too. I would have, I would have yeah. been like, 
I am, I'm going to get this flight down. Now that I know it's repeatable, I'm going to get it down to whatever the perfect version of this flight is. Yeah. And I'm not going to stop until I have it because that to me is a good type of pressure because it's like, it's like now it's so much fun to be that good at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so much fun to like get really, really good at that one thing. But at the same time, if it went south on you and you hit a wall, you need to know you can handle that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you, you do all the preparing and then it doesn't work. You have to know you can handle that. And that's, yeah. that's a little harder. Yeah, we'll find out. I'll be in more MCCs, I hope. So <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, I did have a lot of other events that I didn't do that great in. So yeah. and I handled it okay. But it was like one of those things after the first event I did well, uh, I was like, <sighs> whatever happens happens after this because I, I just did that you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like it, it took all that pressure i off could me. die happy yeah i could die happy <laughs> i did something good <laughs> so i suppose the definitive thing there is is pressure can be both i you know what i mean good and bad that's just kind of what we're getting to i agree in the, the I final agree. state there but i would challenge people to be uh take a look at what you think is applying pressure make a decision as to whether or not it's it's driving you or holding you back uh, yeah, I think I think the, the best thing you said was keep it in check. Yeah. Right. Like make sure like for me, I put all this extra pressure on myself to to do a great things or whatever. But it, when it gets to the point to where it's like affecting my mental health and maybe affecting other things in my life, that's what needs to be checked. You know, yeah. like back it off and, and balance. Balance is a good word. Mm -hmm. You know, try to balance it all out and figure out you know when that where that line is because there's a line yeah. right where's the line between that pressure being a good thing for you and being a bad thing for you yeah no that's that's good man and and just and it, uh, keep in mind sometimes i i want people to hear the fact that there's a potential that they are feeling a great amount of pressure right now in their lives mm -hmm. and some of it is going is to be genuinely like the real stuff it is i'm not yeah. i'm not going to take that lightly but some of it, if you give yourself a moment, reflect on it, you realize I don't, I don't, I have no control over this component. So why am I, why am I stressing out about this? Why am I putting this pressure yeah. on myself to control something that I have no control over? Identify those moments, catalog those differently, and then get that heart rate down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be working on that heart rate thing. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, man, uh, we get into these subjects and I don't, this happens to us every single time we get together. I'm fine with to it. To where it's like, I don't know if the just subject of pressure is going to be enough to to carry a whole podcast, you know, hour long thing or whatever. It's going to be a 15 minutes and oops, this subject's going nowhere. And well, here we are over yeah. an hour once again. It's helpful when we deviate for 20 minutes onto a That's different That's true. We, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're a big tree. We like to navigate all the different yes. branches and, uh, and explore all the different places so uh, yeah we kind of go on a little journey sometimes we get off track but uh i i, I think it was good man like for a minute there i thought this was just a therapy session <laughs> what? i started just like laying out all my oh my god i'm so under pressure to do this and that and i tried to and then you're just like calm down dude and i was like oh thank you I feel well, better now. I've if, seen my therapist. If it helped, good. Skills a man, the therapist. Yeah. PhD. No, you don't have Who license. I'm not a doctor, and I also don't know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> that's yeah. that's our disclaimer. Maybe yeah. we should have said that at the beginning of the episode. We also should have said in the beginning of the episode so that everyone would stick around because we have a special announcement that we were supposed to tease. Oh, my goodness and gracious. we totally forgot. Yeah, but here you go. If you stuck around for the full hour, yeah. uh, you get very special news. We have locked in. Our first guest yep. of the podcast, and it's going to happen. And the guest is going to be Tango Tech. 
Tango going to be our first I, I guest. I think everybody knew that, you know, like they figured Tango just lives a few miles away. He's close proximity. Well, that's a good point. It's probably, it's yeah. kind of an obvious one, but um, I mean, we, we don't want to assume he's into it and we double checked he's into yeah. it. And here's what would be great is go ahead. If you have some questions for Tango, throw them in the comments section. It doesn't mean we're going to do all of them on. I'm going to be very honest with you. We're probably going to pick. Two, maybe three. Whatever we got time for. Yeah, whatever yeah. we have time for. The whole thing's not going to be a QA. and a the, the, the premise of it is us hanging out with Tango and, and putting together a fun podcast. But uh, if you got some questions that you uh, want to throw out there, we might pick them and, and see if uh, he'll yeah. field them. Drop them in the comments, and yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, he's willing to answer some of them. We'll put them on the hot seat. Yeah, uh, which we do have to find a seat for him, but well, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll figure all that out. That's 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 for future us to to resolve. Anyway, Tango's going to join us yeah. if all goes well. So be be excited for that, and uh, thanks again for sticking through another long one with us. Yeah, it was a fun one. Yep. See Thank you guys. You guys.